Hi everybody, Will here with this week's interview. It's Doug Carlson. Hi everybody, Will here with this week's interview chair, my buddy Doug Carlson. How's it going, Doug? It's about average, but I'm happy with that. <laughs> because of the hockey game last night? <laughs> well, that, that's, a, that's a factor, but let's, let's be real. You know, no one's perfect. Everybody says like, hey, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to hang in that average. Because right. if, if, I'm, if I'm great, I got nowhere to go but down. That's true, I suppose. All right. If you're looking at it that way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Minnesota man. sports fan, that's how you got to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Toronto, whatever. Same, same, same thing, right? Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's all right. How did you get involved in the sport of dogs, and how old were you when you started? Well, born into it, really. Um, you know, my mom bred, raised Weimaraners. Um, she was like the president of that national club for, for years, she did field trials as well. So I hunted over them as well. But, you know, when I first really showed a dog, I was, I I actually, my first dog was a Labrador that I, that I showed myself when I was six. And the only reason that stuck is like the first time I was in the ring was actually under Annie Clark. She scared scared the piss out of me. It's like, because the first word, you know, she comes to go over your dog. Hold. I'm like, Jesus. I'm 12. I don't know. I don't know. I'm six. Oh, the dog. Yeah. But yeah, that was, uh, it was local shows around here. I'm, I'm, you know, that's one of those things that kind of sticks with you, even though you were that young. Yeah, for sure. But I know I got a picture of it. There. You, was that your first experience in the ring, Mrs. Clark? Yeah, yeah, actually, in Labrador with Mrs. Clark. Yeah, uh, well, where do we go from there, Dougie? <laughs> well, right. I think I think my mom probably gave me that just because it was an easier dog to show to show at the time, you know. And then I guess I passed that test, and pretty soon I was showing all our wine runners. <laughs> nice. And then and then a junior showmanship and stuff, and then um, it kind of evolved from there. Where actually to this day. My brother is Stan Flowers Plumber. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, so Stan was maybe 15 minutes from us, and and Stan never had like living help. But as a kid, I would uh, I would just follow him around and see if they needed help. You know, uh, holding boxers or and and that's where you know my biggest thing is they learned you just watched him show a dog because back in the day he could oh yeah put one together <laughs> yeah. yeah and then then the, you know just be a fly on the wall and listen you know. All the Larry Downey stories. Now, did you officially work for Stanley then, or did you just offer? Well, he, I mean, he, like I said, he never took, like, um, at the time, they never had live-in help. Mm-hmm. But um, if, depending on how much I did, he would uh, he'd give me a check at the end of the weekend. Yeah. And I, and I never, it was, that's what's different nowadays. I never thought I was going to get paid. You know, I just wanted to help. Yeah, I was the same way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Things have changed. Now you have contract negotiations. <laughs> right. you to show so many dogs. <laughs> so how long did you work like that with Stanley? Um, you know, growing up and stuff like when I was shown um until I guess until I was like able to do like juniors and do more on my own. And um I was I'd always like even help him out afterwards that and but until then it came to evolve like then I wanted more interested in like 
you know, he didn't show anything with like hair, none of the prep work. It was all just ringside. I went, then I, you know, kind of was getting the bug of how to, you know, you know, groom different dogs and trim different dogs. So that was all foreign to me at the time. And probably the first really person introduced me to that. Well, there was a couple like poodle people around here and stuff that I would kind of help. Cause I like, you know, watch what they were doing. But then like, um, uh, <clears throat> some of the weekend shows and did a couple summers with Ken Murray. Mm-hmm. And, uh, at the time, you know, I always tried to kind of get a job for, you know, with him and stuff, but he never had the room, but he was always happy to, he's like, I'd love to have your kid, but, um, you know, <laughs> maybe I wasn't quite the right fit, <laughs> but then, uh, um, on different, uh, week, big weekends, Waukesha, stuff like that. You know, I'd go there and help him, you know, so more weekend stuff, mm-hmm. but I still learned a lot just from oh, being around sure. that. How old were you around that time when you were working for Kenny? Uh, God, I was still in high school. So it was like summers and stuff. So, you know, 16 ish. Yeah. Cause I know I, cause I know I, um, I drove there on my own, <laughs> like the Waukesha on different shows. Cause he wasn't far away, you know? Yeah. How far, how long did you work? How many summers to work for Ken? It was like two or three summers, I think probably. Um, cause there's, there's a whole lot of stories there. I probably couldn't even tell you. <laughs> Some you can tell me. <laughs> um, but there was a few summers there until um, then. It was uh, it, the where I could actually go and work for somebody. It was like after I graduated and stuff. I was like, you know, looked at college at first, which I eventually came back to. But um, it was at the garden. And when I met Elliot Weiss, mm-hmm. um, same thing. And that was kind of a setter connection through Ken. Sure. And, and he was like, he's looking for somebody. Um, so I, I went, um, after I graduated and stuff, I packed up and drove out to New York and worked, worked for Elliot. How was that? How was that a big change for you? Yeah, it was, it was, but, um, you know, I was, I was used to traveling and stuff and, um, it, it was a big, uh, I, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, I, he, he was a really nice guy and, you know, taught me a lot and, you know, the finer points and stuff like that, you know, try to, um, you know, like even like when you were stuffing dogs and stuff like that, you know, you'd be like both hands. I'm like, what? He's like, you, you, can, you know, you can stuff with one and make them stuff off the other or something like that. He's like, <laughs> cause he worked what I really enjoyed, like, especially looking back at over the years is the lineage. Cause you know, he worked for Bob and Jane. Right. And, and then like, um, well, Stan, you know, for Larry Downey and Ken for, um, Dick Cooper. So I really respected that. Yeah. I really respected that because they, then they would go into the stories of them being an assistant and then you could relate to that rather than them just never being where you were at. You know, all those people, all those top handlers, the best ones were right where I was, you know? So I was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that is cool. And I say it's something that's overlooked these days with a lot of kids. So they don't, they don't realize. Yeah. And, and I do look at it like a pedigree. Like I remember when, Absolutely. when, yeah. when Janie did pass away, I thought, my God, she's one of the first, first people on the pedigree, you know, <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. Down to all right. of us, you know, so. Yeah. So how, you were with Elliot for how long? Um, It was just like right around, like about a year. He, and yeah. he went, through a divorce and um, I left on good terms. It was, yeah, 
there was just uh, other things going on there and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and he was basically setters and and some terriers. Right, he had like Cairns and Dave Dandies too. Yeah, he had a he had a top dandy Dinmont at the time, um, and did some terriers and stuff. But he was really good friends with um, uh, Fisher, so yeah. kind of hang around him and being set up with him and stuff. Oh, for sure. You know, that's where I, that's probably where I first watching Fisher because set up with him and stuff. That's probably where I first got the a real taste of terriers as far as, you know, you've just being set up next to someone, what, what goes into getting them ready and all, all the work. And stuff. I think now you evolved because you started off with basically wine runners. And I think of you as a terrier guy. So yeah. yeah. Huh? yeah. Well, you know, wine runners, if you can, uh, if you can get one of those to hold still and set it up and get it to move, you're a pretty good handler. <laughs> that's just, <laughs> so that's the handling part of it. it. Now, <laughs> That's the handling part of it. Now, if you can do coats and stuff, yeah, for sure. So you were with how old were you when you were with Elliot? Then approximately, uh, like seventeen, eighteen, because I um, yeah, like I just came out of high school, and then after after I worked for Elliot and stuff for that year, and then when he was going through divorce, I moved back home, and that's where um, I I decided you know I was like, well, if I if I do want to do anything like this basic business. I went to a, um, went back to college just on a, on a business degree and, uh, worked at a, a, a kennel that, um, that I knew the, I knew the lady cause she had show dogs and stuff around here and see her at dog shows. And, um, I've actually moved in there and lived there, um, which is my kennel today yeah, where you are but, now. Yeah. That's right. So my grooming room today was my bedroom in college. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, had, I had a job. I had a place to live. You know, what more do you want? <laughs> and, so, and, and so, you know, I was there. Um, I was there for a couple of years, worked for and went to college. And then uh, she had um, uh, she had a Portuguese water dog and she did and she did wire fox terriers. Her husband had the Portuguese, really. And um, it was this Portuguese water dog that was kind of. Um, tough to show, like it was afraid of everybody and just this <laughs> kind of a special needs kind of dog. Well, um, and then back to one of the poodle people, um, Angie, that, uh, oh, what was his husband's? I'm going to forget his name now. Um, he was, a, and then he was with Mary, uh, no, uh, what's the Whippet lady in Minnesota? Oh, yeah, man, I'm going to be bad on names today. <laughs> You're too many of them talking to me. You're probably yeah, right. Well, she's a fa- she's a famous whippet lady too. But <clears throat> but anyways, there's just because there's so many connections that way. I'll think of it. But um, anyways, they helped me kind of scissor it because I was kind of foreign to me and helped me get it ready. And I was able to you know to finish the dog and get him show. He actually placed in some groups and stuff, and oh, they just thought that was wonderful. And then she's like, I want you to do my terriers. I'm like, I can't trim those. You know, I have no idea. And what kind and of terrier did she have? She had wire fox terriers. Yeah. And at, at, at the time, I mean, I knew, and that was, you know, I wasn't going to be like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, I'm like, I, yeah, it's like, that's, out of, you know, you got to know your limitations. And I'm like, right. because at the time, Jackie Little was trying to show for her the wire and stuff and and same thing you know they always needed somebody to trim them or and then so then she's clay had one of hers at the time he was special in a, a bitch called chevy and 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 she's like well if i send you to clay's you could learn i'm like 
send me where. <laughs> so, so I, I met him at a, so she was going to a dog show, met him at the dog show, doing the Oklahoma circuit, met him at the dog show, worked for him that week. And then, you know, he offered me a job and, and so, you know, that was kind of history. So I was like, all right, so well, I guess we'll learn terriers. <laughs> so, um, and then not long after that moved down there with and him and Birgit were still together actually, but, um, just same thing. Maybe it's me <laughs> going through a divorce. So, um, I got, but I got along with both of them actually really good. And, and, um, we moved the kennel over to Arizona, just like in a warehouse in Northern, uh, Phoenix there and was, was there for a year or so. And then that's when he bought the places at now in paradise Valley. Cause I remember moving all the dogs from that kennel over to the new one in the dead of summer. Right. And it's the desert. So it's super hot. And I'm trying, he's like, you need to get them there. You know, he's going to have them all packed in the van trying to do as many as you could get them there as quick as you can because it's hot out and you know, like blah, blah, blah. So, so I get like a speeding ticket <laughs> on one of those, you know, take your picture cameras. I'm like, Oh, great. So, but you know, of, of course, Clay blamed that on me. So I had to pay it. <laughs> so when he first but, went to Arizona, you said he had, he had a warehouse. He, he rented a spot and, and already. Yeah. Cause he, he was, cause I remember he, he was like shopping for kennels, basically yeah. looking around, which was kind of fun. Cause we looked at a bunch of different ones and it was kind of fun to go with them and see like some of them that were just a whole, but yeah, he had this, um, it was like a warehouse district and you know, we constantly were changing sawdust and, you know, clean everything. But it was, it was a desert. So everything like dried like fast, you know, you could, you could hose down stuff, scrub it down. By the time you were done, the other end was dry. That's interesting though, that how he did that. He's a, when I interviewed Clay, it was, it was, it was really amazing how he, his business sense. And it looks like. Oh, he- well, so his business sense though, cause his in Phoenix, that's where his, his father was at and his brother. And they ran the, uh, like the photo finishes and stuff at horse tracks. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Okay. And and his dad was really savvy. Um, it was really interesting to meet him. Um, and I think that's where he got a lot of his business sense because his dad's like, it was I think it was like part of this money settlement money or whatever. He's like, we're gonna buy some property in, out in the desert. And Clay's like, what? He's like, we're gonna buy this property in North. Okay. And then that turned out. I don't know if his dad knew or whatever, it ended up being like commercial development. So yeah, I think he did tell me that story. That's good. Did story. well on that. Yeah. Um, but his dad was super business savvy and stuff. And um, so it was kind of interesting to see that lens of that side of it. But, but even on the dog side of the way he, you went around to all these kennels, that, that had to be an education as well, really. And for what you, oh, I, what you eventually did, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Because not even, just that whole mentality because he was well between Elliot somewhat. Um, but really clay was the one that taught me. And this is what I think is, and the, the whole same thing with the kennel, he went through all these kennels and you know, one was just a pit and I'm like, and, they, and he's like, yeah, but we could do this. We could do that. And and my dad was the same way. My dad was in plumbing and heating and did like a lot of renovation stuff and would buy homes and fix them up and things like that. But he, that's where I, I got a sense of that. Where and same thing in dogs though because any anybody can be given a dog and show it and stuff. He taught me how to find one, you know. And, same, and the same thing went for this kennel. The kennel he ended up buying was just yeah. overgrown and this like I'm like 
geez, he's like, he's like, yeah, but this location and, uh, you know, it has a kennel license and we can kind of, you know, you can do what you want, you know, there's going to be some money investing in it because it was hard to work at first, but, you know, he kept making improvements and making improvements. So yeah, no, that was educational too, you know, yeah. really when you're looking back on it. Well, the correlation of how you said that, that you may tell you how to find dogs. That's really interesting as well, because a lot of handlers, they have that problem and you like it's 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 easy it's not easy but you know you can go find a a dog and think oh i can do this and do that but it's it's finding that right canvas to start with before you venture in well, yeah because like when i left clays and went out um on kind of my own um i was in oklahoma, I was in oklahoma and uh you know that's when you, you don't have much to show but you're just, just kind of watching and stuff and there was this uh this Welsh terrier that this lady was showing. And um, you could tell it was like, he just did everything right. Stood there like a rock, you know, his great coming, you know, his legs just like little pendulums and was a great little show dog. And, but, you know, was in a horrible condition. It was like, cause one of, that was one of his clay had so many lines, but one of his um, was, he's like, there's more good dogs in bad condition than there are bad dogs in good condition. He's like, you just got to find that dog, you know, same thing goes back to somebody just giving you a dog that's already been established, but he, so there was this lady and I'm like, and I offered, I was like, God, he's, he's a really nice little dog. And she's like, yeah, I'm trying. And like, oh, you mind if I help? So I helped her trim him up and stuff. Cause I didn't have a whole lot to do. And that's what I enjoyed doing really. Cause you spent so many years sitting there holding this dog for clay to trim. <laughs> Now I can trim it myself. So, so we worked on them, you know, in between the breed and the group on and off and had her walking them for me. And now I'm flashing back to like, Oh, this is what Clay did. You know, it's like, take him down her back. All right. Put him back on the table. And then, and then she asked if she's like, well, do you want to show him the group? I'm like, no, no, he's, he's your dog. I'm just helping you, you know? And so she goes and shows him the group and uh, it's Rick Cassidy and doing the group. And, uh, Literally, the group comes out and stands, looks at it, comes back around a couple times, and comes back to the lady. And she's like, "Who's been working on this dog?" <laughs> so, so she tells them. She's like, and so like she gets like a placement or something like that, and she's all happy. And so Rick's telling her, she's like, "You need to send it with this kid." Blah blah blah. You know, how he how he would do. So as the best endorsement, she's like, "Well, he didn't want to show it," and he's like, "What?" She's like, "Ask him to show it in the group." And then he then he calls me over there. Why didn't you want to show it in the group? I'm like, I didn't show it in the breed. I was just helping her out. So he was like, he's like, well, that's the right thing to do. And now if this lady wants to hire you, you take it. <laughs> I was like, okay. And that lady was, that was uh, Nancy Brooks that ended up with, uh, and she got into Brussels Griffons a little bit. They had some pretty good Griffons, but it was always that, you know, that first one you find, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. How long, we we skipped over Clay though. How long were you with Clay? Oh. <laughs> Um, like two and a half or so. It's about that. Almost three years. Cause I know at the time there was like, because we, we, um, same thing with the stories. Cause uh, I give them a hard time, but, uh, there was at the time and I don't know what it is now. I said, name me, um, name me anybody that's worked here longer than me. And he'd start like naming names. He's like, no, that was only like a year. No, that was like six months <laughs> because we would, while I was working there, we, I started counting. I'm like, Clay, we've gone through like 10, 12 assistants. 
<laughs> what's the theme here? Because okay, one of, okay, this is like one of my favorite play stories is like um, after him and Burgett split and Burgett had a uh, Ted was his, the Westie's name. And uh, he'd like call me over and say, like, see all those assistants over there getting those people to clap for Burgett. Those are good assistants. I'm like, Clay, I can get people to clap for Burgett all day long. The trick is getting them to clap for you. <laughs> I was like, let them see him do that. He didn't see much that one. But... Yeah, I bet that went over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a horror church. That's funny. But, uh, but yeah, so, um, so yeah, we sat there easily and named like 10, 12 people. And then, so I think Marippi has the record for working the longest, like a, over four years or something like that. But he was, I mean, that was his mentality, sink or swim, yeah. which, which it was, you know, it was tough at times, but, you know, looking back on it, I mean, you learned if you didn't learn, you didn't, you know, and he wasn't going to hold your hand, you know, and that was the same thing, holding that dog from the trim. That was, you know, like you said, nowadays, you have somebody hold dogs for you, really, they roll their eyes like, oh, do I have to? You know, back then it was like, oh, geez, do I, you know, pick me. Do I get to hold it while you sit there? And you just watch them and, and see why and what they did, you know? Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. So now were you with Clay? I, I remember you showing, in, I think it was in Best in Show in the Garden. Was, well, he, so that story. Yeah. So I wasn't working. I had just left shortly after that. And, and actually, um, and he even said it to that day, you know, we left, on, I left on actually, you know, good terms and stuff and kept in touch a little bit and still do. But uh, he, uh, I had an Irish terrier that was doing really good. And um, the, the group judge had like never beaten it and in some pretty good competition and stuff, which was Elaine Rigdon. And, and Clay knew, um, well, she hated. So Clay had like the top, terrier at the time which is blossom and as, as much friends as, as elaine was with clay she hated blossom oh no i mean hated it never, never put it up and, clay, and that, that's where clay was smart he's like um you know number one rule is never make fools out of your friends and he's like he's like and and do your homework if it, what as a handler he's like fine what is what does that judge like bring them what they like why why bring them something that they don't like or why show it to them you know you know, sometimes you may have to, but always, you know, do your homework. If this judge likes this type, you that's the type you try to bring them. So get, you know, it's like no, and he's like, he's like, I'd never show it to her because he she showed her to her once and she's like, Don't bring this to me. <laughs> so, anyways, like, and I not that I can prove it or but I'm I think he was uh hopeful I didn't win the breed. <laughs> so I lost I lost Irish Terriers and I was just like, I was, you know, afterwards when you you know, you got a chance. You never, no, nothing's ever set in stone. It's like, God, I would have loved to gotten into that group. I really think I had a chance. And I was, you know, at my setup, just kind of, kind of decompressing. And he comes by, Clay comes by and he's like, don't worry. You'll still have your chance. I'm like, what? I didn't want to breathe. He's like, he's like, I got a dog for you to show. <laughs> like, he's like, I have to show the Lakeland, but I, I got a Welsh that, that I really think she'll like. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so, so then I'm like, cause when I'm in there showing it, like, all relaxed, you know, cause I don't care. And, right. you know, it's only good. And I end up winning the group kind of like, it was almost kind of like, like a surprise he showed it for best though. But okay. I knew that. I, I remember something I couldn't remember. Yeah. But that was that scenario. But, uh, but you know, I had worked for him and stuff like that. And, you know, and I knew how he would want that dog shown and stuff though too. And, 
And then that, um, because I, I could have had that one or and same thing. Clay's like, you know, I can change this one if you, if you have somebody for it. He's like, but there's, there was another one. I'm trying to remember how that went. That was kind of related. And I told him, I was like, I like the other one better. <laughs> and he's like, that's a smart move. He's like, um, so that was, then I, that was when I got this other Welsh, which I, that was one of the breeds that um, even when Clay had one, I don't know why. I just, I was always drawn to that breed. The Welsh Terriers, I just, they were just such mentally and physically and everything sound and sturdy, fun to work on, fun, great show dogs. You know, I liked all the Terriers. They were all different challenges and different. Carry Blues were a lot of fun because it was kind of something out of your element. You can scissor rather because you're pulling all day long. Yeah. So you were, you're on your own now. And where, where were you based? Oklahoma? Oklahoma then, yep. Central location, low cost of living. So I was, I lived there for almost like 18 years. Wow. I bought Ron Buxton's old kennel. Okay. And uh, yeah, like I said, it was, uh, it was a great place to be based out of, you know, because you go a lot of different directions. And uh, I always got like a lot of through traffic people, different handlers and stuff like Bill going to Montgomery because I was, you know, right on, I 40 and 35 in the middle of the country. So there's always somebody coming through for something. <laughs> that probably made for some good stories too, then. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so where'd you go from there? So if you campaign, are you campaigning the Welsh now at this point after the garden? Not the one you want. Yeah. The, the no, I had, an, I had another Welsh and he was, um, uh, let's, that's another funny story. So I had, this, I had another Welsh that was doing really good. Um, and uh, her Rose was her name, and uh, um, oh, I'm gonna forget her name. So, who owned or bred the Copper Boots Wee Blasty? Marge McClung. So, Marge McClung had this Welsh. That's the one that I liked, and uh, and she actually had some. So, that's who Clay showed for. Marge was from out east, and um, that's who Clay had. I kind of knew him from when I was working there, but. Um, Anyway, somebody else owned it. Um, anyways, she was doing really good. Um, and we go to like Lubbock. There's a four-day shows in Lubbock, Texas, and Clay is there with Blossom. And I'm showing my dog. And it's, it's and every time that, so just to give you a, a quick backstory on it, um, what I learned there from Clay, same thing, is every time I won with this bitch and everybody's like, oh, hey, congratulations. Or because it was like Maxine Beam and, um, um, Dorothy Nichols, what was um, all those like ladies in Texas, uh, Mildred Bryant? Yep. You know, I was, I, was, I was telling them all, I was like, you know, I not only do I owe it to this dog, but I owe it to Clay. He taught me how to find it, how to trim it, condition it. He's like, I couldn't have done that without. And I just, I tried to pay my, pay my respects that way. So, anyways, like fast forward at the show, and and he. Uh, is, was showing this Welsh that was doing a bit of winning and beat him in the group. He gets all mad. And, uh, and, uh, the next day, try to shorten the story. The next day, you know, I beat him again. And these are under like, it was just a great lineup and stuff for people that have had mine before. And, uh, so clay like blows up at, uh, Mildred Bryant or something like that. And, and they, they pull, you know, they tell me, they pull him aside and said, clay, this kid has done nothing but say, 
he owes this to you. You were a great teacher and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, so like he's got nowhere to go and he's all like in a box and they kind of, they kind of told me that. And, uh, so I was kind of grinning. So that it's four days. So the third day, you know, I beat him again. And, uh, and cause, cause, oh, the, the second day he said, he said something about that was, that was it. Cause the second day he said, oh, you know, I've got a plan B cause he, he, so he brings this other, his new Lakeland out. Right. And, uh, and I beat him the third day with his new Lakeland. So I, I couldn't, I just couldn't help it. I turned back to him. I said, you got a plan C. <laughs> well he taught me yeah. He, yeah he taught me those i mean because he he was he was great at those things um i mean there's numerous stories that like we were at the garden back when um beverly hills was like the same weekend another big show california so i flew to new york with like six specials he showed, he stayed and um, showed all the dogs Beverly Hills. And he comes in like on a red eye, right, to show Monday. And I think I had like the Bouvier or something on the table. That was the first day. And Bergen had her Westie on the table that goes like at, you know, three o'clock and it's nine in the morning. And uh, he comes in, looks at this Westie, looks back at me and looks at the Westie and puts it up, looks at the Westie and looks at Bergen. And he's like, who's this? She's like, like, it's Ted. <laughs> and then he just keeps, keeps, just keeps walking. I'm like, oh my God, he's just, that's, he just, talk about poking the bear. That's where I learned it. So he better, like, that's funny. <laughs> oh my God. It just, does he look all right? And she just like, you know, freaked out. He, he just yeah. smiles and walks away. It's like, <laughs> but there's, there's a, and that's one of many, but <laughs> probably one of the cleanest ones I can tell you. <laughs> But yeah, so then, then yeah, then I was on my own. That was one of the first stories where one of my big, that was one of my, for me, one of my personal, you know, best wins. It was at a smaller show. Well, it was a decent sized show, but stiff competition. And, you know, right. the guy that, the guy that taught you, you know, you're kind of, you're starting to prove yourself. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It's the way it goes, evolution. Um, so when did, uh, when did you meet Mandy? Uh, Montgomery, actually, she was so because I was friends and stuff with Bill and Taffy, and uh, I was uh, showing at Montgomery, and you know, in the mornings, you know, you got to get there super early, right? Especially if you have an Airedale, but to get a spot, and you know, you're trimming by headlights, and usually you get everything. And once you get everything settled, you got a few hours to, you know, try to stay warm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you walk around and they're saying hi to people and stuff like that, and I was walking by Bill and Taffy's, and. Uh, um, oh man, well, Mandy was working, um, for Jody that weekend. We came down and was helping her out and, um, was talking to Bill and Taffy and I trying to remember who was working for him. Somebody that, um, was talking to it. And I'm like, who's that next to you? <laughs> and, and Bill's like, why? He's like, why? You want to meet him? I'm like, yeah. And it was this, you know, this girl sitting there brushing the poodle. And then, uh, and he's like, well, come by later. And, uh, you know, we'll set it up like after the breeds and stuff. I'm like, all right, great. I'll stop by after we're done showing and watching the groups. And so I, so anyways, I come back by there and, um, Bill goes to, he's like, Jody and, and Taffy's like jabbing him. He's like, no, 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 the other one. So Bill introduces me to Jody to begin with. I'm like, oh, sorry, I was talking about that one. So I, you know, I talked, being polite, talked to her and stuff, and then 
<laughs> and then uh, Taffy afterwards is like, God damn it, Bill. <laughs> That's hilarious. So you had you so you you now you had to meet Mandy. You've already you, you get to meet Jody. Yeah, it took, it took me another day. <laughs> so, <laughs> I uh, just, you know, a little shout out to Taffy for, you know, straightening it all out. <laughs> Yay, Taff. <laughs> Another fellow Canadian. <laughs> so what happened from there? Um, so we just um, really just kind of, you know, hit it off and uh, um, kept in touch and, you know, talked for quite a bit. And um, the next time where we, um, where we saw each other was the Florida circuit. So that's where, um, uh, and I, I was still walking that fine line of, uh, of, of who's who. It was a <laughs> little delicate situation, but I just say it all worked out. I, I found, uh, when we were in Florida on the Florida circuit, I, I found a friend that I knew would show interest in, 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 more, in the other one. So, so we, oh, no. <laughs> Not quite a bait and switch, but <laughs> all right, let's get off some. <laughs> yeah, you're it all worked Mandy. out. Now let, let, let's just skip right to the chase. Now you're with Manny, and you guys are working together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She came. Uh, she came down to Oklahoma, and uh, um, she didn't go back. <laughs> So that was Oklahoma. But, uh, when did you guys move to where you are now in Minnesota? That was uh, so 2010, maybe? 9, 10, somewhere in there? Yeah. Um, that's when we moved up, up there. After, uh, yeah, because when she, um, so when, when we went through like the, the legal process, um, it was uh, switching from INS to Homeland Security. So then that was a big mess but uh to do everything um you know because it was like um we actually did because she actually did all her legal paperwork and stuff before we got married and then um and we got married when we were still in Oklahoma but we got married in Minnesota actually okay because all family and everything up here and uh actually <laughs> true Canadian and you know Minnesotan, we got married in December in Minnesota. <laughs> Perfect. Well, but there were, no, there, were like, no, there were no dog shows. And, oh, exactly. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Like, I, like I, I remember Mandy from the Winnipeg shows when, when she was a kid. So now, now it's just neat yeah. to see how she's evolved as well. It's, 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 yeah. it's great. Yeah. How long you, now you have a, you have a big kid so, there. Yeah. Sh- Shih Tzu's were in the prenuptial. Yeah. And sure. then, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So, whew. Um, so that's a whole other season. Keep learning, right? And, uh, learn a whole new <laughs> top knots. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you just all support. What do you need? Brush? There you go. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. Yeah. I, hate it. I, hate I, can, those I, they, I like when they finally taught them to put their heads down on those little doth or little pillows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> before holding them for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. So, so. Um, what are your thoughts on. If, if a young handler were to come to you today and say they wanted to be a handler, what advice would you give them? Well, advice, um, you know, what, uh, you want to be a handler. Like my advice was, um, unlike anything, same thing, business diversify. The more, you know, the more breeds, you know how to do, um, the better. Right. So, you know, don't get pigeonholed and, you know, if you want to be a poodle handler, great, you know, 
you know, you have to like specialize, but you know, try to learn as much as you can, even if you are like, and to me, that's what made like clay, um, even Jimmy Moses, who, you know, showed primarily shepherds, right. But, um, he probably knew more about Pekingese than, you know, 80% of the population because he had to figure out how to beat it. You right. know? <laughs> so he, you know, the more, you know, first of all, and then find somebody that you respect and you, you like what they do, you know, it's, which is, you know, tough though, too, to, to learn from, you know, that's the biggest advice was to me would stay diversified and, you know, go learn, go learn the right way. Cause right. you know, the shortcuts up front, it's hard, it's hard to take the shortcuts and then go back and do it. Right. It's easier. Like clay would give you the cotton coated, you know, horrible thing to work on in the kennel. This, you know, lake ones are, I'm like, oh, it's awful. He's like, if you can trim this, the other ones are going to be a cakewalk. If you learn on something that's great coated, you, you, you aren't going to know what to do when you get one that's, you know, you know, bad like that. And I'm like, eh, all right. Makes sense, right? Yeah, makes sense. So you, you've, you've mentioned Clay and Kenny and even Stanley. <clears throat> Mentor-wise. Elliot, yep. Yeah. Mentor-wise. You consider all those guys your mentors, obviously. But there, uh, is there anybody else? Um. As far as, you know, as far as handling and stuff, yeah, um, they were in, you know, probably because I spent most time with Kenny, but, it, you know, you look back and it applied to a lot of the other ones, Kenny um, and Elliot, it, um, as far as, and that's where, you know, I kind of had a little bit with AKC as far as the owner handler stuff, which, you know, when I was a registered handler, they wanted to promote that. And, and it came right from them, though, have a good relationship with, with the breeder you know and because that's who's that's your that's your pipeline you know sure. if you if you have a good relationship with whatever breed it is um you name it if you have a good relationship with the breeder um you're you're gonna learn a lot and you're gonna that, that you know that's your pipeline for having good dogs yeah. and that's what i wish you know they would you know promote more is you know the bread buy you know mm-hmm. anybody can you know no and you know, not to take it the wrong way, but anybody can go buy a dog, you know, with the means, but it takes somebody knowledgeable to go make one. Yeah, and to keep making them, you know, to be consistent yeah. for sure. Right. Like you probably have mentors out there that don't even know they're your mentors. I know I have. So there's people I've watched from afar and learned from afar. Anybody that, that rings a bell that, that that you can think of? Um that they wouldn't even even know it. Um not really, no. Like yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess maybe I just assume they know it. Maybe they don't, you yeah. know, because um, I was trying to think of this like anybody else, you know, you know, big that way as far um, as my words, but, you know, you'll just observe people, you know, over the years of exactly. you see whoever they're doing and they like what they're doing. You, you kind of start watching them, you know, it's sounds yeah. creepy, I guess, but I mean, but like, I remember, I remember sitting back and watching Mrs. Clark judge and, and you learn so much just from watching her judge. You know? and you, right. Yeah. And that type well, of, God, even, I mean, even back in the day, Teresa nail and stuff showing dope. Oh God. Yeah. And, uh, um, there was so many different people that way. Um, but yeah, you just, you would kind of, what I went in there is like, you might not like, you know, emulate somebody completely, but you'll pick out certain things like what he does. You know, I like, I like what Andy Linton did on this. I like what Bruce did on that. I like what Clay did on that. And you, you find your own, you know, path and style. Exactly. I think we all do that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, that would work. Well, no, sure. that doesn't work so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the next step? Do you want to be? Do you want to judge, Doug? You know, I not. I don't want to have it be. Um, how do you put it nicely? Where you have to judge? Because mm-hmm. um, I think that's kind of a. You know, it can be a little bit of a rabbit hole. Um, I would like to keep it where. Um, where it's still, you know, where it's enjoyable, where it's not, you know, you don't want to, like, it shouldn't be a job. Right. So are you going to pursue and, judging then? Are you going to go ahead and, and become well, a Well, you know, I've done something. It, 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 let's just see where it leads me. Like, right mm-hmm. now, um, I've always said this, you know, I got one chance to raise my kids. Right. And and right now, you know, that's, to me, is a, you know, critical, crucial part of their lives. When they, you know, who knows where life leads you, but, you know, when they are, when my job's done, which it seems like it's getting closer don't tell mandy because she'll freak out you know my son will be driving next year and that's like get off get off the sidewalk because here yeah. he comes um and then you know i've for the last eight years i've been coaching hockey and doing daddy daughter dance you know that's so <laughs> so but you know, when that's all said and done i don't know what i'm gonna do with all my time and money you know because <laughs> right now between um dance and uh and a goalie kid and coaching it's uh holy moly um, especially a goaltender. Holy jump. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make you some good deal and some gently used equipment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, if it, if it does go that way, I mean, I wouldn't mind, you know, cause it, it would be fun doing, especially the, the breed you like the shows you like the competition. I, and I always said, judges don't get enough respect for, um, judging, you know, small classes and stuff where they might not have something they can point at to put it nicely. Right. You know, it, it, it's, it's fun and easy to judge the big shows where you've got choices. It's, I think it's extremely difficult to judge when you don't have anything that you are passionate about. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. Oh, well, cause you have to so, find a winner. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's, to me, that would be the toughest thing. That's what, that's what holds me back a little bit is going, doing that. Is Mandy of the same mindset as you want to, she, she want to maybe so she, judge a she, bit. She, She's not comfortable doing it all. She's gonna. She's doing the. You know, I've done a bunch of like top twenties and sweepstakes, and I just did a um, like a, a Brittany um, futurity around here, and uh, she's doing the the sweepstakes at the Shih Tzu National, and oh, uh, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. She just, um, you know, she knows what she likes. She'll she'll do whatever. She's just not um, that social type. You know, she's just. I said, just have confidence, but she, you know, she likes it and, and enjoys it. Um, and same thing, like, you know, like the thing, like she'll, she won't want to go to dinner or something, but then when you finally go to dinner or a movie, you know, she had a great time. So it's like, it's just get, getting them going, you know? So I, I, think know. I think you'll both be great judges. So yeah. maybe she will. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, sure. All right. I have one last question for you, Doug. <laughs> if you were to meet the 20 year old Doug Carlson, is there any advice you'd give him now? Uh, buy Bitcoin. Buy Bitcoin. 20 years <laughs> when you're 20? <laughs> when, it, when Bitcoin comes out, buy it. <laughs> you're not a back to the future. You're not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have that. <laughs> you don't have a sports almanac in your hand. <laughs> oh, damn it. Well, then, I mean, just um, learn, you know, learn as much as you can and, you know, um, you know, 
assume everybody, and that was always, there's always somebody that knows something you don't. Yeah. You know, so find out what that is. You know, it's like, you know, don't assume you know, you know, more than everybody else. You know, that, that somebody, whoever you're talking to, they know something you don't. True. I still like buy Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> like your Biff off and back. You asked. <laughs> That's good. Though. All right, man. It was good catching up with you. Um, I'm glad you gave me this time. So give uh, no Andy problem, my best. <laughs> Will do. All right, brother. Stay good. Good luck to Toronto. <laughs> you too. Thanks, Doug. That was great. If you like what you're seeing here, make sure you press the like, share, and subscribe button. And don't forget, to, if you want to get a hold of me, get a hold of me at dogshowtips at gmail.com. Or you can go to willalexander.net to find out what's happening in Will's world. And don't forget about the podcast, The Dog Show Drive, every Thursday with myself and Wayne Cavanaugh. Until next time.